What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Striking Kicks podcast. We were on a little bit of a hiatus. We are back. My name's Chayton Peterson, and I'm Kenzie West. We are the owners of Championship Bowling. Striking Kicks is powered by Championship Bowling. This is Missioner West, a little more formal of CB Tier. I'm the competition director of the CB Tier. So today we're going to fire off, uh, just give, you know, maybe some new viewers a quick introduction of we've got the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open show is tomorrow. Big show. And then uh, we're going to recap CB Tour season number one uh, that took place in 2023. Big 2023 we had, very busy. And uh, kind of the reason that we went a little hiatus here is just really tough finding time. So, ends. Give us a little introduction. Myself? Yeah. Um, so my name is Kenzie. Um, I am new to the bowling world, kind of. Um, so I'm kind of your perspective of the like outside of a bowler's eyes, I guess, where Chayton is our bowler and understands all things bowling. Um yeah, we started, well, I started bowling league uh, last year, which we did a couple episodes on that. If you guys go back and listen to those, um, but I have improved quite a bit. I did shoot 209 last week. Spoiler. We haven't even released yeah. the video yet. I know. Nice. Sorry. Spoiler already. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was my very first 200 game. And then this very past week, I did not shoot 200 <laughs> again. So not very consistent yet, but we're getting better, uh, working on things still. But yeah, I do not have a lot of bowling knowledge, so I have lots of questions all the time. Yeah, well, it's a good perspective to have uh, as we try to change the game. Uh, I'm Jane Peterson. I've bowled basically all of my life since I was old. I have now a videographer, store bowling products today. And then uh, do a lot of heavy lifting as far as the background of, of CB Tour and CB. All right. Well, let's uh, fire off, I guess, with the uh, the U.S. Open. Bowling's U.S. Open. What, is, what does the U.S. Open mean to you? To be honest, I don't really know. I'm, it's, so from what I do now, I know they get a green jacket, right? Yes, they do. And is that the same thing as like golf? Golf gets a green jacket at the Masters. Masters, okay. So I know that. Uh, I know the top five because I was six that just missed the picture. Um, <laughs> close. Very close. Uh, I saw lots of videos that it's very hard. A lot of people were pretty frustrated, like ripping their shirts and not too happy. We, we talked a little in the car about how EJ Tackett ripped his shirt off, yep. still made this show. So for all those fogies, you're like, yeah, can't get man, still both good, man. This man can't do it. You go, EJ Tackett made the show and ripped his shirt off. Yep. So I know a little bit, not much. I don't know if it's notoriously a hard tournament or anything like that, but I did see at least this this round, it is quite tough. We're struggling. So like, what, uh, when here, US Open? Not just specific to bowling, but what what do you think of? 
U.S. Open. I feel like it's probably like a pretty big deal. I think in all turn or in all sports, having that as like the title of the tournament or whatever seems like it's probably. I also don't really follow golf. So. I, don't really follow, I don't follow tennis either, but golf I do. When you hear open, would you be surprised to hear that it is not? I would be very surprised. Yeah, you have to get an invitation. They do have a PTQ, but it is not an open tournament, albeit the name U.S. Open. It would imply that it is open. You might have just been starting to answer this, but is it open for, like in the other sports, it's open to anybody? It is. Well, I don't know how tennis works, but golf, I'm assuming tennis works similarly, but golf, uh, like the Utah State has 10 qualifiers, right? Local qualifiers. I can go play at one of the courses and top five, make it at And they pull, I think they play a state qualifier. All those, all five from all play again, the top three or five, make it from there and then play a regional one. I, I want to say after the regional one you're in, maybe one more step after that. The British Open, the Open Championship, the golf refers to, uh, works similarly in Europe. But yeah, it is open. They have qualifiers, which blows my mind that the USBC can't figure that out with state and local associations already set up to run tournaments like this. Let's open qualifiers just simply. Yes, I, I don't know. It's not open. It's inv- invitee only, I guess, to have the elite field. That, there were squads of 36. That's crazy. They used 12 lanes. 12 lanes. You know how many? There's 70, I think. More than 70 at Woodland? Not Woodland. Yeah, it is Woodland. Royal Pin Woodland. Tons of lanes used 12 of them for competition. Some of them were reserved for the show. Some of them were reserved for the locker room. And they still only used about a half, maybe even less, of the available lanes to bowl on. Is that because people, because there weren't enough, like, people that they invited came? Or they didn't, like, invite very many? Well, I I think the field was sold out anyway enough of the uh well i'm there are some things happening at the u.s open that you don't see every day <laughs> other than it's just not being open we'll gloss over uh or just go over really quick uh there was an arrest made at the u.s open uh brandon novak was the person arrested not good allegations not good allegations especially uh, in a sport where there are youth bowling, not a good deal. Um, I, I don't know all the details in that and what happened, but, uh, yeah, it was second game and like the seventh frame through had like a spare left and came back. The U S marshals were down. This is our, our sources have told us cuffed him right after he threw his shot. So <clears throat> took him out. Crazy things. Could you imagine at any other sport? There's the U.S. Marshals walking on the field at a baseball game. The, well, I think it's just crazy, like, because I haven't seen anything about it. Nobody knew yet. Nobody I don't yet. I don't have a ton of, like, bowling on my social media, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than I used to, but, like, I mean, I haven't heard anything just from what. Yeah, pretty, pretty insane. I, I don't know. There was... You go look at the standing sheets in game two, Brandon Novak was there. In game three, he was no longer there on the sheet. They went from 36 to 35 bowlers uh, kind of unexplainably, and they were deleting comments in the chat. It's kind of weird. Weird deal. 
guess I, I mean, I don't know how we would handle something like uh, pull my phone out and go viral. <laughs> go the uh, other route. <laughs> yeah. So uh, also reports of sticky approaches. Sources have told us that the lane machine uh, got something on it, got on the approaches. I know on that there was a reel floating around with some of the implosions of bowlers getting mad. Or that was them sticking on the approaches. So there were uh, certainly some issues there. It sounded like with the lane machine getting something on it, putting it on the approaches. Some bowlers not enthused with it. Heard a little bit of drama qualifying. But I'll be that as it may, in my honest opinion, this may be the best TV show the PBA has ever had. The best top five the PBA has ever had. I'm sure I'm going to get some smoke for that one from back before I was uh, old enough to even know what was going on. But uh, from my knowledge, and I do watch a lot of old bowling, I'm going to tell you what, on YouTube, you watch a lot of old shows, and there's some good ones. But you got Simo, um, arguably the best bowler right now. Uh, Jason, who's been number one for a very long time. Uh, and then it's EJ. Kyle Troop. Kyle Troop. Kyle Troop was the one guy, I love Kyle, um, but you could argue that maybe isn't the best bowler in the world that's on, on TV right now, but I think he's just good TV, so that uh, it's almost like Pete Weber being on TV, even though maybe he's past his prime. So I'll give Kyle that one. Still a great bowler, obviously, but you can make, you could argue that there's some other in the field that maybe. But as far as his presence on TV, A+. And then, then EJ, who was the reigning player of the year, uh, at Simo had a player of the year season, but it was only top because EJ won a bunch more. Uh, pretty, pretty insane. And then Bill O'Neill, who I think had an okay season last year, but just, it just won the last tournament. He was the winner of the, the most previous, uh, recent tournament, the players championship. So honestly, uh, there's been a lot of hype, uh, around the bowling world on this show. And in my opinion, okay. The best show BBA has ever had. So I hope ever. ever. And I think, let me down in the comments. Give me your top five that you think beats this one. I will not be including a top five because I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure there's been, you know, I know there's definitely been, you know, Walter Ray, Pete Weber, Norm Duke shows. There's three, but you got to add two more. And I don't know if there's a top five that beats this top five or all, all, all future Hall of Fame. Would, uh, what did you think of the top five as a, as a non, non-ish bowler? Um, so I mean, I've heard a lot about Anthony Simonson. He actually bowled one of the CB tour yes, events. Right. CB tour coach case scholarship open. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in season one. Yep. Uh, Jason Belmonte actually gave me shit about gum Oh, yeah, you picked him up from the airport. Yep. I remember that. Or <laughs> took him to the airport. Yeah, we took him to the airport. Yep. And I had, like, probably four or five packs of gum right. in the front of my car. And, yeah, so he was talking crap about that. Um, but the others I haven't met. I've seen a lot of Kyle Troop, though. I think just because, like, he, like, he wears some funky stuff and, like, his hair is crazy. Yeah. I think... 
people like that. I mean, you like it or you don't like it. But... Hayden, Hayden said, give me Bob Ross. Yeah, Hayden loves it. So, um, But EJ Tackett, I heard a lot about him last year. He bowls really well. And I don't really know Bill O'Neill that much. I didn't realize he's one that we were watching. But, um, I mean, seems like some pretty good bowlers for sure. So, I mean, if it's your top five ever, that's a pretty big deal. I think it is. I think this is the best show they've ever had. Certainly in the last 10 years, I would say, uh, their best show that they've had. Um, what, uh, you know, we, we're pretty heavily invested in, in bowling in this. What, uh, what, what, what do you think they need to do better so that you know who these players are better, other than obviously the people you've met? Um, I mean, we've talked about this before in earlier episodes, but, um, I personally, like, I don't have a subscription to Bull TV, so I don't watch any of it. Um, I also, I don't follow their social media, gay social media. So if they do post about them, I don't really see that. It just needs to be accessible. Maybe I don't have, I haven't set myself up to the access, um, like as far as free social media, like following on Instagram, Facebook, X, anything like that. Um, but yeah, like I certainly, as a non-bowler and someone who, I mean, I guess kind of, like, but I'm not like as invested into it. And so I'm not paying extra to watch mm. these things when mm-hmm. they're like bowling these big tournaments. Sure. What so. do you think? So... What would draw you to follow? I think it's just like you have to have the interest in it, to be honest. And like we really focus on CB and mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess in order to grow like my knowledge and things, I should probably be more interested, especially if we're going to start this back up. Yeah. Things to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I, an interesting thing is the pickleball apparently has an issue where they have some, a large participatory sport where they feel uh, viewership isn't as high as they think it should be in relation to how play. So it was kind of interesting to watch or look at some of those comments. I think that pertains a lot to uh, bowling. One thing is darts. I feel like the opposite. Another, like, I think all three of our sports are very large participatory sports. Uh, on one hand, have people in golf's pickleball saying more fun to play than watch. Uh, but then, wouldn't you say the same thing for darts? Clearly not an issue for them. A lot of people and follow their Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty intense. Like, I don't know. From what I've seen, like, darts right now, and like previous bowling things, like we watched the Kelly, I heard Like we watched that, and um, then we watched the one with Leanne and Linda Barnes. Linda Barnes, and like there was a ton of people there, and like they were in yeah, freaking true. like Dallas uh, Cowboys Cowboy Stadium. Stadium. Um, so it had like the same vibes, but like the darts is now like that's what's happening now and that's not what's happening in yeah. bowling right now. I, you bring up a good point there were a lot of people but the atmosphere didn't seem nearly as big i'm sure there's yeah. more people at the that the women's us open that leanne won 
uh, compared to what we see in some of the darts tournaments. How many more? Probably negligible. Still, the atmosphere at the darts seemed significantly more fun, I would say. But do you think that's because of, like, like bowlers? Bowlers, how bowlers react versus how, like, darts players may react. You know, like, they want the the hype up and everything. I feel like, I mean, and I think it's coming with, like, the younger generation because you could tell, um, what's the son, Barnes? Ryan. Ryan. Like, when he was bowling on the show, like, he wanted, like, the crowd to get sure. loud and everything. Sure. But, like, I feel like other bowlers, like, even, like, during the tournaments that we have, like, obviously when it's a big shot, you don't want to be, like, hollering and everything. But, like, you're dead silent. And you're silent most of the time, like, while someone's going up to bowl or anything. Like, you don't really cheer ever. But I feel like darts is opposite. Yeah, I would. The atmosphere is definitely more dead. Um, hope, hopefully that uh, changes. Here's the thing. Is how do we natu- like naturally get people get excited during the show because they tried this in the PBA and it's just it doesn't sound authentic I think part of the reason is there's too much time between shots darts is very fast mm-hmm. um, so there's no electricity and momentum to build with the crowd so like you cheer for a second and then it's two minutes between the next shot the crowd kind of just naturally dies unless forced to do something I think we they had the, the team show and it's, it sounds very like you can clearly tell it's uh fake hype i don't know <clears throat> maybe this is a discussion for another podcast things we can do to liven up the atmosphere uh at bowling shows but uh, the u.s open biggest show i think the pba has had ever probably um certainly in the last five to ten years this is their biggest moment their biggest tournament the u.s open um Jason can extend his record of, of majors and get a third, I think, or second U.S. Open. Simo, EJ goes back-to-back. Back. And just a lot of storylines. Hopefully they uh, take full advantage of their TV time and and hopefully the ratings are good, I guess, and then it's all a job. You know, we watched a few shows last year. Lackluster. Lackluster. I hopefully... Think- I think the people that are bowling, though, from what I've seen, is they show enthusiasm and, like, I don't know, they show energy, I feel. Like, whether they're frustrated or there's a good shot or whatever, I think, I don't know, I feel like. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so for the sake of bowling. All right, moving on to CB Tour Season 1. Season 1. How do you feel like it went? Well, we definitely learned some things. One thing that was frustrating is we don't we don't know what we don't know. You know, um, just things we can't understand, can't foresee, can't uh, develop strategies to deal with until they happen because we don't even know the possibility uh, or observe how, how those things even come to be to fix them or add, subtract things or whatever. So that's one one takeaway that I think they productive for season two. Uh, beyond that, um, Alex Hoskins wins the first two, and Wiles wins the second two. Uh, we had some pretty epic battles, um, and then the season culminated in 
exactly. I don't know if we could draw. I don't know if a season could end better. <laughs> kind of blew it all in, in the first one with with how season one finished off with Kendall versus Darren Tang uh, in the chipper at, at the National Bowling Stadium. Like, that's really going to be tough to beat. Uh, you know, Kendall loses the first game. He wins the second game on a strike, needs to strike uh, to win. And it wasn't like it was another situation where it was strike to win, nine to lose yeah. because of the way that the count fell and, and what he had going on in the t- ninth and 10th frames. So <clears throat> had to strike to win. Uh, messenger nine pinned. It was pretty epic to watch. And then forced to roll off. Aaron almost trips a two pin. The messenger came across, nudged it, didn't hit it enough. Well, it goes up at Aces one. No doubters. And win Alex and watch uh, to see if he would win the points championship or if it would be Kendall. And Alex was Kendall's ride home, no? Was Kendall's ride home? Well, I don't know if he act- I think Not originally. Well, the story I'm told is all over the place. Not originally, but then he was going to be, and then he flew home with his parents. Uh, it was a whole, a whole ordeal because <clears throat> I think Alex wanted to do some Money making and window as well, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried because I don't know how we're going to top that finish. Yeah, it'll be tough. It was it was a good good first season for sure. I feel like it had all the drama that you were wanting it to have. Yeah, yeah. I think it was entertaining. I, I mean, watching the chat back when Kendall had to strike that whole last you know five ten minutes of that stream was pretty intense. People couldn't all the all the Tang fans. Oh yeah, even even <laughs> with how long Kendall took to throw those, still were just couldn't couldn't take their eyes off of what they were watching. Stuff, man, it, it was pretty intense. It's good stuff. Um, it did exactly what we envisioned, like with the matches and the bracket style, and just I mean, I was kind of shooting from the hip on the points. I've never created a points championship before, and I have no idea how it's going to shake down and. Um, AI, chat GPT helped me on most of it. I asked it to make a point system that favors winning and, uh, didn't know how that would work out because I thought if you win a tournament, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. should be, if you win, certainly you are one of the best bowlers. And it ended, I mean, we had two winners and they were a strike away from one or the other winning. Um, and then we had Kyle Morrison and an outside chance mathematically was not locked out going into the last tournament. When Dallas Leon had not a chance to get first, but you know, second, like yeah, really close. Um, that we didn't really put into. No, had he made the Masters, just it shown would, up, yeah, you certainly would have had a chance to win. Have four, yeah. four spots for one, and then with the you know the eight hundred points for second, a thousand for first. Uh, Kyle, Alex also missed the 50 or the 50 bonus points for leading the tournament. Uh, Darren stole that from him by four pins. That had some implications. Uh, I I hadn't, that was one of the successes. Like you don't know what you don't know. And certainly if that failed miserably and somebody had like this massive points lead. (laughs) Massive points lead. Uh, then I would be like, well, you know, we're going to restructure the points. But going into it now, other than adding some creative ways to get points from like doubles that we're going to do and stuff like that, we'll talk about this and 
in the season two podcast that we're going to do. But uh, I think this, the point's going to stay the same. How do you top that? Like the two best bowlers, Alex and, and Kendall, both winning tournaments. And Kendall wins the points by like 80. So I, I, I it's working right now. So we're going to send it. Yeah. But definitely uh, room for improvement always. I have a lot more information, a lot more knowledge now that we didn't have previously some upgrades, improvements, some changes, a lot, a lot of things in the works. And some people may say they're a little disappointed that this isn't another season to August. But if they knew the list of work that needs to be done, as well as the sponsor, we already have a bunch of sponsors, but we need more um, to really make it great. Uh, so time. you're interested in sponsoring. You with Commissioner Kenzie West. To let us know. Uh, yeah, we've got some some really awesome ones that we'll talk about in the next episode. But um, yeah, any and all sponsors, we greatly, greatly appreciate. So for people's information, I kind of handle the competition side in the stream. So mm-hmm. like we, I essentially could split um, the CB tour in half. And there's two quarters, I guess, on my side is the competition side and the and the stream side. Those are those equal fifty percent. And then I would say the operations is the other half. And you kind of handle all the logistics, operations, check-in, handling bowlers, keeping score, all that other stuff. That's kind of your realm. So, the nice part about my side is I, I have a whole team that works on the things done uh the rest of it your side it's just you unless someone helped us do cables or mm-hmm. moving cameras or battery or whatever but yeah we we've got a lot of people help us yes tournament yeah and they they make it possible to do it on a level that we do um our purpose really isn't to or wasn't isn't to just do what's been done, uh, just to be an extension of what's around us and what bowling is. It was to elevate that experience, and, and that wouldn't be possible without work that both our families do. Our staff, you know, Chad McLean helping us out. Had some friends also that help us. Ch- uh, Chad. Ken. <laughs> Craig. Ken. Craig. Uh, Scott has helped us on a few things, taking yep. scores, you know, just people chipping in on some busy work that uh, yeah. is difficult to, to tackle with a large team. But um, certainly like our social media helped. That was one of the big challenges we faced in the first Masters was collecting the content. I could barely sit on the stream because of that. that That's one focus that we did this year was the stream. Like what makes us unique? Stream. So we've heavily focused on that. I, I took myself out of the operations, basically completely, uh, to to focus on the stream. And I think that helped. The streams did very well. Um, but that, without Chad, we just wouldn't have any content. So that leveled up our social media. and uh, Yeah, because the other tournaments that we don't run, that we cover, I'm usually the one taking pictures of it. But with our tournament. There's just way to do. Uh, there's no way I could just go take 
But we tried it in Vegas because Chad wasn't able to make that one. And it, we didn't get much content. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had half the PBA uh, bowling this um, I know. Two Hall of Famers. We also had less of our staff there to help. We didn't have to staff. Yeah, that was, was that was a challenge. Yeah, Vegas was. was a challenge. This year we shouldn't have those issues. Yeah, season one was. This is gonna be tough to beat. Gonna be tough to beat. I hope uh, as we get a, a few different names in the winner's circle. I think is my hope. Tough to beat Alex and Kendall. Though the one thing I did learn uh, about Kendall, they bowled the title match in every tournament he bowled in. Is that Kendall is exceptionally good. Probably, I would say the best anybody that bowled our tournaments at throwing one ball. Pressure. Like he love Kendall. Struggles sometimes in longer formats, especially when they get kind of down to the wire. Um, seeing him obviously make some shows, and I, I struggle is relative. Struggle for him, relative how well he does. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Man, when he needs to step up and throw a shot, he may take some time to do it. But there was some very good shots. Yeah, it gets it done. Very good shots. doing that. You know, he, he, the uh, Masters, he bowled a roll-off almost every match. Won them all. <laughs> so that's one thing I've learned. It's, it's a different animal, you know, and I know that we get a little, we got a, we've gotten a little pushback, like, ah, oh, I don't love this bad. We are changing it up a little bit for season two. Adding a little spice to it uh, for those that uh, maybe are the better bowler, I would say. But, but it is different and it makes you bowl differently. It is a totally different mindset than going into match play or the finals, knowing you have 12 games uh, or you have to defend for 12 games because you're in the cut right now, top five or 12 games to get there and, and whatnot. It's a totally different. You have, it's one game, really. Yeah, you're on your toes the whole time. The whole time. And it's much more, it's a, I wouldn't say it's more, it's a different mental than I split here, that's okay, it's what. Yeah. Like, it's not, when you split, you have to make a snap decision where in longer format tournaments, it's whatever. Maybe I just made a bad shot. This ball is keeping me. When you're at a CB Tour event and split, you are forced into a corner where they're, well, is this the right ball or did I throw it bad? And you have to make a decision quickly because you don't have 10 more games. No. Six more games. You have five more shots to figure it out. And uh, it's it's different. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's not necessarily a good or bad thing. I don't think one's better than the other. I think that's definitely got its time and place. I just think a lot of people do them, and that's kind of all that there is. So we're doing something different. I think the future, I want to add another major tour and I think we might change uh, a little bit to your format to that there's is but holistically it is just a much different mindset um that I think puts you more into what traditional like basketball baseball football very quick decision making very um fast paced and I don't have a lot of time to just sit here and grind this out I get you I don't Personally, I don't fully understand, like, the mental sure. game yet and, like, understanding whether it really was a bad shot or I need to switch balls because, one, I only have one that I use, and, True. two, I don't even look at my mark most of the time. So, 
I I wouldn't have any idea. So I'm sure it's definitely taxing on your your mental state. You can't appreciate, you know, watch baseball. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. Um you know, it would almost like what bowling is is if like you and in a bat you had ten strikes yeah. instead of three. And you have this cat and mouse game with the pitcher get so much time. So like if you make a bad swing that nine strikes where now it's like oh like not only do you only have now two more strikes if you make a bad swing you're now put into a position where the pitcher is heavily favored now situation yep. <clears throat> and that kind of that happens here because when your opponent sees you split that has to loosen your arms yeah right because as as your as the opponent because now they're lost and and if you strike here, that puts even more pressure. Now I think you get a real, little relief because it's not total pins, and it just kind of resets. But uh, just just kind of win one. And, and at that point, anything could happen. We had uh, Wade was one strike away. Wade Christiansen, Coach K scholarship open from winning the first game against Sean Rash. Yeah. So you know if you feel that maybe you don't have a chance, you're like, oh, I'm bowling against John or I'm Darren. Let me tell you what, the thing those guys are just as like they're good. You won't beat them over twelve. Yeah, you will not beat Alex Kendall, any of Sean, Darren, Jake, Dallas. You won't beat them over. They're just gonna figure it out. Yeah, but in a situation where you only have to win one, it, I mean it's kind of a lose lose for them because they they just lost to some kid, right? And it, it they, you have nothing to lose and they have everything to lose. Yeah, <clears throat> and. You get them, they're not used to thinking on their toes like this. This isn't a typical bowling format where, again, you have to make a snap decision very quickly. Very. So I think it brings us a little closer, more traditional sports, where your decision-making is quick. We saw a, a variety of different styles make mm -hmm. the cut. Uh, win matches, we saw a variety of different styles uh, in the finals. And then other than, you know, Alex and Kendall, basically every finals match was different. You know, we saw Eric Tashida crush him at the Masters and miss it at Vegas. Yeah, he has a, a record holder he on does CB hold Tour. The record with a five game five game three. scoring record. Three and well first three. First three. Not the highest in three games. Both three games. I know, but I don't know. I his guess first three were, were higher than anyone else's first three. It is. Three. He shot eight, eight, 13, I think. I don't Well, be give us, we need to get some opinions. Does it count? If it was the first three, that is facts. It was the first three. Uh, we just didn't bowl three games. So he has the five-game scoring record as it stands. Uh, Kent and Alex and Luke tie at 770. The three game scoring record, both of those they shot them from the classic. Was a very good time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot of people there. Season one kickoff. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Packed house. Very. So thanks. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Rumby. More packed than we thought. We ran a little behind that tournament, but a lot behind. That was the only one that we ran. Things uh you don't know what you don't know, unfortunately. Yep. Just how long does it take to bowl five games? Scoring pace heavily dictates how long it takes to bowl five games. Uh, also, having so many people on a pair. Yeah, you know, you know, the amount of people that show up, how long it takes to run the lanes. If 
and breaks down mm-hmm. uh, all kinds. So, what if you uh, grade season one, Kenzie, one out of one out of ten? Shoot. Okay. So I feel like first half was crazy, like packed. Both both tournaments in Utah were awesome, which totally understand because we are from Utah. So our following is really Utah, mm. Idaho. That's really the only places we've traveled to like stream and everything. So I feel like most of our following is there besides like people on like East Coast or whatever. Um, Vegas was pretty good. Um, we had some big names come in bowl, so that was a good time. Um, Reno, I feel like we had some big names. Obviously, we had Darren in the title match with Kendall. Um, but, like, we're not as well known out there. So, once we get, um, get ourselves associated a little further around, I think those places will go we'll have quite a few more entries and i think this next time in vegas will be a lot better but yep um i would say the so what did, you didn't give it a score out of 10 well i wasn't finished talking oh, sorry that sounded like you did your thought i was just talking about each one um but overall i think i think we've got some good systems in place i think everyone had a good time they're able to tell us things that they would like to see differently or what they really liked um i i don't know i'd give it probably eight and a half or nine it was really yeah it's higher than i would have thought you would have given it what do you think i was gonna give it six what so do you grade on a school like f is 50 five and below is just ass basically yeah same so you give it a B, B plus. Yeah, I would say B plus. I feel like an eight and a half is a B plus. Mm. I make, you make some good points. I, I think every bowling center had some pros and cons holistically at the event. Stadium, obviously, where we were uh, down on entries, like you said, but like the content we got there was immaculate. Amazing. The lighting in a bowling center is usually awful if you guys didn't know um but yeah it's really hard in a bowling alley to get good lighting um but at the national bowling stadium it was just beautiful all the pictures videos turned out great stream crushed it 15 1600 people for the title match more than any of the double any of the other tournaments and any all the other tournaments did good they did good this one doubled them. Um, just down on entries, and then like there's no breakdowns. Yeah, a little bit of a an issue with the the lane machine, but then in Vegas the lanes shut off in the middle of a roll off. Mister Delong. <laughs> Mister Delong. <laughs> I just I guess I I focus on immediately how to make. Well, yeah, there's a. I mean, still having an eight and a half or nine, you still have room for improvement. You can have a. 10 event and still need to improve on things yeah i don't know i i just i i see all the things in the ground that maybe you don't see maybe the bowlers don't see the fans don't see how things run like i work on the back end of options mm-hmm. at home so i know things that need to be improved there 
I don't know, or more uh, like some improvements that I would like the check-in process. I want to try to make better the marketing. Uh, want to make better? Like I, I just if we did, you know, we bust out a nine. How do we make it better? I don't. Know. I'm just focused I know, on. That's what I I'm think saying. there was more things than I thought we could improve going in. First season, I thought I was. We were pretty prepared. I thought Masters was really, really good, and it's going to apply that to four more tournaments and uh, going to new venues, traveling more. Those things. Well, going from one to four is very hard. Yep. I don't want to say I don't recommend, but that is tough. Yep. Uh, if you like losing, especially money. if you're, yeah. So, like, I mean, we didn't even break even. Yes. No. <laughs> it it is what it is. Like I'm I'm not too sad about that, but it is No, but it's a it's a lot of time and work and like we still have our regular jobs that we work forty plus hours a week. Yeah. And then on top of that, come home and do all this and you're even you do even more than I do. But it's a lot doing that every single day and then every weekend for yeah. months and months we're streaming or we're traveling to other tournaments or just getting things ready for our own events. Uh, it's just a lot. It, it is a lot. It's more than, I don't know. I guess there was a lot of work for the first one and I was like, it's four times. Did a lot of things different than the very first tournament. Season two going to be big. We got some cool things. All right. Well, that's uh, the newest episode here, Kins. Any final thoughts for the viewers at home? We do have a Facebook page for Striking Kicks. Uh, we're, we'll kind of use it as like a discussion group um, also. So if you have things to talk about or we may put like a topic and kind of get people's insights. Um, so if you guys want to follow that on Facebook. Yeah. Beyond the scope yeah, of just good. championship, uh, mm -hmm. we've kind of defined that brand more as time has gone on. So this is kind of our avenue to talk about things, not just championship. Only. Yeah. So kind of why we started with the U.S. Open first. And then, so obviously we'll tie back to CB here and there, but we will talk about other topics that are not just championship only. All righty. Well, we will see you guys in the next episode of Dragon King.